What is up my Sunlight Samurais? Yesterday I created the post why I really like aspirin and a lot of the benefits and there was a lot of questions that you guys asked me so I want to dive in and answer them for you guys on this video. Alright so let's dive in. The first one is from Spencer Steelboxing. What about if someone has a salicylate sensitivity? Yeah that's kind of like one of those things you have a sensitivity you're probably not going to supplement aspirin without side effects. It's just an unfortunate thing. Um, what you can do is usually you can overcome a sensitivity if you start really small and over time you build up to bigger doses. That's one way to overcome a sensitivity. But it doesn't necessarily work for everyone, but it's worth a shot. And then maybe you can try it with things that um, inhibit mast cell degranulation and see if that helps to prevent the sensitivity, you know, but sometimes you just have to eliminate something that's really worsening your symptoms or creating negative symptoms instead of trying to patch it with a supplement. All right, is, and this is from Sode Manjay. Is chronic aspirin use linked to lower testosterone, I think, after two weeks? So when it comes to human studies, there's no evidence to suggest that aspirin lowers testosterone in the long term. There was one study that was about 14 days long, and about 50% of people responded positively, got a big boost in testosterone. But there's no long-term um, placebo-controlled studies looking at aspirin testosterone. There was an association study to show that long-term aspirin use wasn't associated with a decrease in testosterone or, or alteration in your hormones. So I would not say that is causing problems. And you have to think like the way it works is by inhibiting the enzyme COX, right? So as we age, the COX, the COX expression in the Leydig cells of the testes increase. So as COX increases, Leydig cell function decreases and testosterone decreases. I wrote a whole, whole article on this, so if you want to read more on it, it will be on the website about aspirin and testosterone. So the point here is that aspirin inhibits COX, so it allows for testosterone to be produced you know, in a state of inflammation. So in no way can aspirin over time become detrimental unless it's actually harming the body in some way, which it doesn't. I've already written articles on this as well that aspirin doesn't necessarily negatively affect the mitochondria, which is key for stereogenesis. But you can read more on that on my website. All right, next question from Jason Smith, 6160. He says that aspirin also thins the blood, helps prevent stroke, and it was used a lot during the scam scamdemic. But that is accurate. And it's a good point. So some people might be concerned that aspirin thins the blood too much and you can just use vitamin K with it. So I would use like a full spectrum vitamin K. So vitamin K1 and vitamin K2. So both of those will synergistically help to prevent excessive thinning of the blood. And MK, I feel that MK4 by itself is not effective enough to prevent that excessive thinning. It can help, but it's not as powerful as like a MK7 or the uh, K1. Alright, the Angel Forever 96 asks, do you have a favorite brand of aspirin? Um, from my research, I haven't looked extensively, but Bayer's and Jerrycare, they are basically decent brands. Alright, next question is from Morally Sylvia or Morali, or I am sorry, I can't pronounce these things. Does it make you gain weight? So the reason why people think that aspirin makes you gain weight is because it inhibits lipolysis to agree. It doesn't shut it down lipolysis, but it can inhibit it to an extent. Okay, so that's a good thing because for some people, when you are diabetic, you have an excess amount of lipolysis releasing too much free fatty acids into the bloodstream, which makes you insulin resistant. And that can increase your blood glucose, it can increase your insulin levels. So by blocking lipolysis, in that case, is really beneficial for improving insulin sensitivity. Now, some people think that if you block lipolysis, you can't lose fat. 
but there's no evidence to suggest that it actually inhibits fat loss. On the contrary, it might promote fat loss because aspirin actually helps to displace your thyroid hormone from the carrier protein so it can be taken up into the cell and then that speeds up the metabolic rate. So what actually determines fat loss is the speed of the metabolism. So aspirin should actually be able to help speed up the metabolic rate, help with fat loss instead of inhibiting it. So as I mentioned, there's no evidence to suggest that it actually promotes weight gain and there has been relatively long-term studies in diabetes, people with diabetes, um, showing that it didn't prevent uh, weight loss. Alright, the next question is from Giuseppe Campo01. Alright, yeah, but I have a lot of intestinal problems even with dissolved solution and drink, uh, eat with food, I think reduce the absorption of the iron and increase the amount of transaminase in the blood. That means the liver is tired and work too much, work uh, too a lot for metabolizing the aspirin. So some people do get like stomach pains when they use aspirin. So the biggest problems with aspirin is that you might get some stomach sensitivity or you might have a salicylate sensitivity. That's kind of like the two biggest problems when it comes to aspirin. If you get stomach pains, try taking it with a food. Maybe you can take it with sodium bicarbonate. You can take it with gelatin or vitamin C. These might help to improve the tolerance of aspirin. You can also actually try sodium salicylate, which people can actually tolerate better than aspirin. Um, but if you get stomach issues, Maybe you shouldn't be using it. All right, the last question is from Johannes Riggelson. You also take it on an empty stomach. I do not personally take it on an empty stomach, but you can take it on an empty stomach. It basically might cause more stomach pains when you take it on an empty stomach. And if that does it for you, take it with food. There's no real benefit to taking it on an empty stomach versus taking it with food. Food doesn't inhibit the absorption or anything. It doesn't delay the benefits of the aspirin. So just take it with food. You're probably going to tolerate it better, get more benefits from it. And personally, I don't take it on an empty stomach. All right, so that is all the questions. If you have questions for me, please leave them in the comments below. I will do more Q&As like this for you guys.